Hey friends, thanks for joining another episode of Cast the Word. Today we'd like to talk to you on the subject of exposing Halloween. Thank you guys so much for joining another episode of Cast the Word today. Our topic today might be considered to some controversial, might even be considered controversial amongst the Christian community. I know that there are very different opinions on the subject of Halloween, should Christians even celebrate Halloween, and so on. But our goal today is just to simply discuss the topic, discuss the holiday, expose some of the origins of the holiday and just have a conversation about where the holiday came from, why we do what we do and look at this through the lens of a Christian perspective. Yes. So let's just go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, no, no sense in belaboring our introduction here. We'll just jump right into the meat and potatoes today. All right. So, Halloween originated from the ancient Celtic festival, Samhain. Samhain, and it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Yes, but it's pronounced Samhain. Which is the weirdest thing, because to me it's, <laughs> it's it reads Samhain or Samhain. Yes, that's or, what it looks like. But it's not. It's the festival of Samhain. Is that how you yes. pronounce it? Yes. And this Samhain. is the origin i guess of where we get our modern day halloween celebration right yes um it would occur october 31st through november 1st and sometimes would be celebrated for several days Um, it was known as the celtic new year which was the end of harvest season and the beginning of the winter so this was a sacred time for them because they believed the veil to the spiritual realm was the thinnest this time of year and these deceased spirits could walk the earth with them Hmm. and they even believed that the souls of their dead kin could revisit their home seeking hospitality and they would even place a setting at the table for them during a meal for their for their dead relatives. Yes. Wow. Because they would come and revisit their home. They would have massive feasts. They'd get drunk, worship kind of these spirits because they would build altars, they'd make sacrifices. They believed these spirits could give them a prophecy, which if you don't know what a prophecy is, it's a foretelling of things that were going to happen because in this day and age, they could possibly face famine during those winter months if they weren't prepared. How, how far back are we going here? Are we talking early 1900s or way back? <laughs> no, <further>? it's, <laughs> it's, I, I try to look for the time frame. It's in, this is ancient times, mm. but then there was a Roman invasion Okay. That happened. And the Romans conquered a specific part of Europe where these Celtic people resided. So when the Romans conquered, they wanted these Celtic people to convert to their Catholic religion. So they kind of did this by working with them and keeping the core elements of Saul Wynn but then they wanted them to worship and honor the Christian martyrs, 
which if you don't know what Christian martyrs are, that's anyone that was killed um, due to them following Jesus. So this goes back to, so the Catholic Church started incorporating All Saints Day? Yes. Is that what they called it? And that's what this is. Okay. um, And this brings us All Saints Day or All Hallows Day. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is November 1st, right? Yeah. Okay. And so they would kind of no longer focus so much on just like their deceased deceased loved ones, but they were now kind of worshiping and honoring these Christian martyrs instead. So All Saints Day and All Hallows Day slowly turned into the more secular version called Halloween because people wanted to be involved. They liked this celebration. They wanted to have a good time as well, but they didn't really want that religious aspect associated with it. Therefore, they called it Halloween. So Samhain is the original Halloween, the pagan death festival that it's also kind of known as. Um... It's actually still celebrated even today by Wiccans and witches. If you actually search on TikTok, you will see how important even Samhain is today, and they still celebrate it, wow. make altars for their ancestors and everything. Wow. So so just to recap really quick, so because I know we jumped right into it today, and, and in case you have... You haven't picked up on this already. Brandy is definitely the expert on this topic. But so this this Halloween as we know it today, if you trace the roots all the way back to its origins, you come to this Celtic holiday that's way back when, you know, hundreds of years, way back in ancient times or whatever. Yes. We don't know exactly, I guess, when, but uh, suffice it to say, it, it it goes back some time. So it goes back, the, the origins of this Halloween holiday goes back to this festival of Samhain, a Celtic holiday. And there's even some Catholic church incorporation. That's why people say, well, it is, there is a Christian aspect to it because the Catholic church came in and tried to spin it to make it a little more, you know, Christian (laughs) Okay, and not as dark. Um, but it's still, it's still demonic, mm-hmm. no matter how you try to sugarcoat it. Well, the Bible says the dead know no thing. Exactly. So, yes. so that tells you right there that as Christian people, yes. we should not be trying to communicate with the dead. Yes. Cause and, they are not our relatives. <laughs> and I know a lot of people might be saying already, well, you're making this into something it's not because... We just, it's an innocent holiday. We just like dressing up as the Little Mermaid and knocking on doors and getting candy. But it's important to know where the origins of this holiday that we're yes. celebrating came from. Absolutely. And what its original intent was for, um, despite the fact that we have secularized it and made it a commercial yes. holiday <laughs> in America. Just to make money off of it. Right. Um, and then, so I'll move on to how trick-or-treating came about. So, you know, people tell us to dress our kids up, go door-to-door to random people's houses and get candy. Which if is you- funny because we <laughs> we teach our children, don't take candy from strangers. Exactly. 
Don't or take don't any. Talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't answer the door for anybody. <laughs> exactly. Don't answer the door for strangers. Don't talk to strangers, and yes. definitely don't take candy for strangers from strangers unless it's Halloween. I know. Then and it's okay. And that's why, if you really think about it, it's very strange. And we just do it, and we never really think about why we do this. What's mm-hmm. the meaning behind all of this? Right. At least I didn't for years, anyway. Um, no, and we have we have let our recently. children trick or treat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know we're not we're not up on a high pedestal here. You know, yeah. acting like we're holier than thou or anything yeah. like that because. We have recently, within the past few years, yeah. let our children trick or treat. But this is something that we have kind of slowly had been conviction over. Yes, and we've had friends in the church, in our church, very close, uh, very close friends of ours that are are anti Halloween, yes. anti even trunk or treating. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of those first conversations with him, uh, this friend that I'm thinking of, and and him bringing it up to me, and me thinking okay, that's just a little silly because we're not worshiping. We're not doing anything demonic. We're just dressing up as superheroes and getting candy. But the more that you look into it and the more that you have revelation of it, you realize, like I said, you know, that this is, this has some deep roots. Yes. Um, So with the trick or treating, um, it originated first for poor children in medieval Europe begging door to door for food or money during Celtic Samhain in exchange, they would offer to pray for the souls of their neighbors, recently departed loved ones. And it's called souling. You can actually look it up. It's called souling. Is that S O U L I N G? Yes. Okay. So they would pray for their dead loved ones in hopes that they would make it to heaven through the community prayers. But this was also done mostly through children, which Mm. is weird Mm -hmm. and just demonic. But also, they're already dead. So, you know. That's not going to get them to heaven anyway. Right. There is no purgatory. There is no holding place. The Bible says after death comes the judgment. Yes. To be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. Absolutely. Um, So, and then this slowly changed from prayers and they would do jokes and singing or stage door step performances and candy was not actually introduced until around the 1920s um and they also used to hand out a round pastry known as a soul cake which some still hand out today actually um and then even they eventually started handing out nuts and fruit, specifically apples, because you ever wonder why we bob for apples? It mm. started from an ancient Ro- ancient Roman festival, Pomona, which was named after the goddess goddess of fruitful abundance, known for fruitfulness and fertility. So apples were a sign of worship and blessings from this god from this goddess. Um, so if you got an apple while bobbing for apples, that would be a blessing from this goddess Pomona for fruitful abundance and fertility. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, cause 
I remember as a child getting apples sometimes mm-hmm. when I would go trick or treating, and I'm like, "Why am Seriously? I getting fruit? <laughs> I don't want I don't want an apple. I want right? a Reese's peanut butter cup." And then I remember bobbing for apples and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I was just kind of like, "Wow, that's that's interesting." And this extends beyond Halloween. That's just kind of like a yeah, fall festival is. type sure thing, is. bobbing yeah. for apples. Um, so. And then I'll just kind of move on to costumes. Mm -hmm. So when the veil was thin enough on October 31st to November 1st for these dead spirits to walk into the land of the living. You're talking about like a spiritual veil, right? Yes, spiritual veil. So that's when um, they felt it was the thinnest between the the earth and the spiritual realm. So most of these spirits that would cross over and walk with us, they were known to be friendly and they would not harm anyone. However, every now and then there would be a spirit that had bad intentions and that they would want to cause harm or hurt people. Um, So during this time, the people started disguising themselves, which is called guising And you can also look that up as well. Um, So it would help them to blend in with the wandering spirits and remain safe. Nice. So that's why we wear costumes. Wow. For Halloween. Wow. So even (laughs) even the costume wearing aspect has pagan roots. Yeah, it sure does. Wow. Yeah. So um, that's kind of like all the origination details that I have. And I was just going to go into scripture and what the Bible says about Halloween and evil. Um, first Thessalonians five twenty two says, abstain from every form of evil. And Ephesians five eleven says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And then first Corinthians six fourteen says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. So no matter how you try to turn this Halloween is a pagan holiday. It is. You know, um, there is testimony after testimony of witches and warlocks that have come to Christ and speak about the evil that is done on this night. Still, and to you this can't, day. You can't study this topic and what you just said and not run across John Ramirez. Oh, yes, yes. You want Look to talk a little bit Ramirez. about John Ramirez? <laughs> Give a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I think he was a high-ranking warlock um and he even got married on halloween day because that was the most sacred day of the year for um these witches and warlocks and it was a very special day so and they would have um i know that there's like pagan rituals sacrifices they would do curses this day and just even communicate with the dead which the bible clearly states not to communicate with the dead Mm -hmm. like andrew says the dead knows no thing um and the, the the thing is is that then you get into you know if there is a response where 
somebody is trying to do some sort of ritual or some sort of communication with their dead loved one and they get a response, it's important to note that, that once you die, you the, the Bible says it's appointed man once to die and then after that the judgment. So, you know, you, you can look back in the Gospels and, and read about the testimony of um, Lazarus and the rich man and how, you know, he was in... in in hell and was able to, you know, said, if you could just dip your tongue in water and, or dip your finger in water and cool my tongue and, 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 or, you know, he was, uh, reaching out to, to Abraham at Abraham's bosom and saying, could you go back and tell my brothers that hell is a real place? You know, that tells you right there that the dead, he wouldn't be saying, can you go do it? He'd be go, going and doing That's it himself. Right. That is true. So he's, he can't. So what, what's my point in saying that is that, again, the scripture is clear that the dead cannot communicate to the living. And if you feel like they are, yeah, it could be a familiar spirit. Yes, absolutely. In other words, it's demonic. It is demonic. <laughs> You're actually talking to a demon. Yes. And it's important to understand that. And and, you know, if you think, just step back aside from all of the roots and the festival of Samhain and all the pagan roots there, and you think, well, that's, you're, you're talking about something that's Celtic, you're talking about something that's pagan. Here in America, it's not like that. Well, okay, step back for a second and let's, let's look at this holistically. Halloween celebration starts at night, yes. number one. <laughs> The light has no fellowship with the darkness. It's, you know, trick-or-treating happens when the sun goes down. Then you think about all the extracurricular things that go on with Halloween, haunted houses, all of these things that that invoke fear. They invoke fear and being scared. And I know it's fun and it's, it's light to some people, but, you know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Fear does not come from the Lord. And so when we think about those things, it's just interesting to consider, you know, overall, not just what we've discussed, but some of the fringe elements, the, you know, like like trick-or-treating at night and haunted house and some of those other things, all of it kind of speaks to a world of darkness. Yeah, absolutely. You don't really need a strong sense of discernment to just look at it and say, you know what, this this doesn't seem... Christian like. Yeah. And even another thing like John Ramirez would say is, um, you know, when I was a warlock, you wouldn't see me going to church on good Friday. Exactly. I didn't participate in the Christian holiday. So why is a Christian participating in Halloween? It is a demonic holiday. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, and it just doesn't glorify the Lord whatsoever. Right. I mean, it's, if you look at the, I mean, you can go into any store right now and see all those creepy, you know, the decorations, they're Mm -hmm. bloody, they're creepy, they could give your kids nightmares, it's just... It speaks of death, it speaks of... Absolutely, nothing good. No. Nothing good. No, not from a Christian perspective anyway. So, um, and just like Andrew was saying, like, even if you say, oh, well, it's just innocent to me. We just dress up my little girl as a princess and she gets candy, no harm or anything scary with that. But you are still celebrating and participating in a demonic holiday. Even 
Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, is stated to say, I want to thank every Christian parent for allowing their child to celebrate Halloween, the devil's holiday, one time of year. Wow. Yeah. So the... the Founder of the, the Church of Satan. Wow. Said, I want to thank every parent for letting their child celebrate Satan, That's, basically. That speaks volumes right there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, in my, in, in our opinion, I mean, we also don't feel like churches should even celebrate with their trunk or treats because mm-hmm. you just can't dress up this pagan holiday and change the roots. Right. It's demonic, period. We have plenty of other times throughout the year to reach out to the community. Yes. And I think in, in, in the defense of some churches that, that may do trunk or treat, they're doing it in a way to say, look, we understand maybe that at least this way the kids can come to the church and get candy and dress up and stuff. But like Brandy said, your intentions may be good, but you're still practicing, you're still participating. And in a way you're still endorsing the continuation of this celebration yes and your intention may be well in saying well it's better than the kids going door to door in a neighborhood they're at least coming to the church and maybe we can grab them and get them in the church and i i get that as a as a pastor i understand the mission i understand the ministry there rather but is it not better to just say let's take a stand yeah, and exactly. say we're not gonna expose this. Yes, let's expose it Instead as a church. Of supporting it almost mm-hmm. by saying let's do these trunk or treats, and who's to say it's gonna stop those kids from going door to door? They still right. could go to the church, go door to door in their neighborhood, and it's you know we've been a part of those trunk or treats, and we've seen people in the community. We've seen a lot of people in the community that were not members of our church come in. Mm-hmm participate and they go out and and you never see them again. (laughs) And, and oftentimes when you talk to them, it's, you know, they're just making one stop out of many. They're just making a pit stop to see what you got. Yes. (laughs) See what you got. You know, do you got any fun activities for the kids? And, and again, this is not any way in any, in any way trying to pass judgment or trying to come down or speak holier than thou. This is an educational session because this is something that we have gone through ourselves as parents. And, and like I said at the beginning, we have celebrated Halloween. We have tr- yes. trick-or-treated. We have trunk-or-treated. But yes. we've come to the conclusion that it's best, like you said, don't, don't participate. Expose it. Expose yes. it for what it is, a pagan holiday and a holiday that has roots in demonic tradition and demonic practices speak you know with with the holiday having roots and in speaking to the dead and setting up altars and stuff that is all old testament i can just see old testament scriptures in my spirit where the lord is saying don't do those yeah i mean they actually even now like there was a tiktok video i saw and she made she had a table and she set up an altar for her dead ancestor had a picture of her um, had her favorite flowers on there, um, had, um, a little bowl with her favorite food Mm. and, and just all of that. It's just, 
That's just Mm-mm. so demonic because and that that's a modern day your, video you're yes, talking about. This is a modern day video. This is right is here, right now. This stuff celebrated. is still going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I just, you know, if this just makes you double think just a little bit about celebrating Halloween, it's worth it to do this video. And I just want you to pray about it and, and see if after knowing all of the origin behind everything, if it, if it kind of changes your mind, like it did with us. Yes. And there's so many podcasts and YouTube videos and articles out there that address the fact should quote, should Christians celebrate Halloween end quote, we're not here to, to tell you yes or no, that's between you and the Lord. We're here to simply provide the elements of education to say, look, this is what it is. And this is what the Bible says. And the Bible says light should have no fellowship with darkness. So we know what the scriptures say. Now it's up between you, the Lord and the Holy ghost to convict you or to educate you or to steer you in, in, in In the the, right direction. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I'm glad that we were able to kind of expose some of the origins of Halloween, the the candy getting, the costume dressing, and um, even the origins of, of where the, the holiday came from um, as a whole. So I, I pray that you have found encouragement through this. I pray that this is, that you have learned something through this, just like we have ourselves. And we just encourage everybody, just pray before you participate in the holiday, before you dress up your kids, just say a prayer and and consider some of these things. Do your research yourself too. Look it up yourself. Don't take our word for it. Look it up yourself and you'll find that this stuff is out there. And like Brandy said, even some of those ancient rituals that seem archaic to us today, they're still on TikTok. They're still doing it. Not everybody, yes. of course, yes. you know, but there there are the people that understand the root of the holiday and they still do those things that are, are they are pagan. They are. So we pray that this encouraged you. We pray that this educated you. Stay strong in the faith, saints, and we look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>